and welcome to another episode of The Science Patrol. Join us as we discuss the adventures of A.G. Subarai's Warriors of Light and their unending fight against the forces of darkness and relentless monster armies. And now, the hosts of The Science Patrol, Rich Conroy and Pat Rooney. And good morning, good day, and good evening, and hello. Welcome to The Science Patrol, your Ultraman podcast. I'm your host, Rich Conroy. With me, as always, the lovely and talented Mr. Patrick Green. Hey, everybody. How are you? Ah, yes. Well, uh, sorry for the delay, folks. We had a little bit of a... A, r- a rough week last week. I had some car trouble. There was there was issues of no sleep, yeah, and uh, we were like, you know what? We're just gonna have to skip a week. We're just gonna skip a week, and uh, then we thought we lost a, uh, a full thought episode. we lost a full episode, which was bad times. But we didn't, so that's good times. That's good times. Yeah, we thought we lost an entire episode, um, but it turns out that it was just. Sort of sequestered, uh, as Father Ted would say, it was resting in go. my account. So, um, yeah, it was just sequestered on my hard drive a little bit, and I didn't know where I had put it. Ah, because I put, put it in a folder that was like, this is automatically backed up to your um, cloud, yeah, to your uh, Google Drive. And I'm like, great, went out of my Google Drive, not there, nowhere. <laughs> so, I guess it wasn't as automatic as originally thought. But we've got two episodes to deal with today. Um, yes, that's right. We're back to the two-episode format for this week. We've got week Shadows, Shadow, and Child of War. Yes. Yeah, they're they're getting they're getting really into some stuff here. This is nice. Um, so we've uh, we open up with uh, Moa getting her mind blown when she's invited to Nebula House. Right. That's the first thing we see is that she is down in Nebula House and trying to figure out if Riku and what's Laya. Laya. Are actually getting married because it's just <laughs> big right. news. Oh yeah, we have some big news. She's like, oh god, they're gonna get married. And this is where you get to see that she really does want Riku to be her boyfriend. To be yeah. her boyfriend. Yeah. But she doesn't know how to quite say that. Right. And uh, so she's formally introduced to Pega. Yeah. Which. And then she's like, oh, he lives here too. So that's obviously they're not a couple. Right. You guys can't be a couple. And I don't see how that works. <laughs> oh, you have a roommate? You're obviously not snogging. Sure. All right. Good and then enough. she finds out that Pega has been with Recon since, since middle school. And we go on a couple different things. Wait, we did this. We did that. We did that. Yeah, well, that was dark. Yeah, that was dark. Yeah, was yeah. That. I was we there. went to the movies. Yeah, I was there. I like movies. And, and then, then the, uh, the planetarium. And the haunted house. <laughs> and Pega says, yeah, that was me you hugged. Because I, <laughs> I, like, I like dark, but I'm not like scary. scary. <laughs> And she's and like, we both oh. laughed right away at that. She's one. like, I'm, I am freaking out. Yeah. <laughs> so she has, she has two freakouts, but that's okay. That's fine. Um. So uh, Mo admits to her superior, Zena, uh, or she he actually, she actually admits that Zena's been acting really strange. Um, right. Zero reveals himself as he explains that Zena's people were once a warlike race called the Shadows. Right. Uh, until Belial's uh, war basically just ravaged their home world and, and sent them uh, the survivors. Scattered throughout just, the universe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then she gets back to the AIB Bureau, and there's a different guy. Right. Well, she thinks maybe Zero is... Um, being prejudiced. Right. Like, oh, well, you just have... You just don't like shadows. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So she gets back, and uh, she's like, oh, Zena's on a mission, and there's a guy named Kuruto. Right. Who has been assigned as her temporary boss. And she's like, the first great. Rich noticed is when Kuruto speaks, his mouth actually moves. Right. 
which the other guy never does. No, super, just intense. Yeah, very intense. But oh. he, he does give you enough movement of the head because yeah. he can't really move his face. Yeah, he he's got enough, enough movement of the head so you can get an idea of where he is. And I was thinking it's all body language because he doesn't move his face either. Exactly. That's crazy. Dumb. Like his, this guy took, he majored in stoicism. Yes. At Japanese acting school for <laughs> sure. For sure. He does stoicism very well and just, it's all body language yeah. and Head and neck movement, right? Because the actual face itself never moves. The yeah. eyes don't not change. A so not a twitch, smile, not anything. <laughs> nothing. And you're nothing. Saying, man, because you see and the difference. I didn't realize it until today, right? Because you see the good difference. It is. Yeah. How good it is. Yeah. Yeah. Because this other guy, he's just talking and smiling. Oh, and he's chatty. He's a chatty Charlie. Absolutely. And then you see this other guy, and you're like, how he really doesn't move his face. Yeah. No. It's that guy is Botoxed. Within an inch of his life. <laughs> <laughs> the alien shadows oh, are very God. vain. Absolutely. Um, so, they get into a discussion over uh, Xena. Um, the next day, Riku wakes up from a very strange dream. Moa sees uh, Kuruta taking an item from AIB headquarters before he teleports to another part of the city. Right. And uh, we find out that this thing... Ha- helps him to create and what no, he summons. Summons. He summons the living weapon, space-time destruction god Zegan. Now, and yes, it is as complex as you think. It is even more complex than that because he summons this thing from water, a fantastic water shot. Yeah, and course, then like dry ice dry all ice over this gigantic yeah. set. Yeah, with cars the and city bikes is bloody enormous. Yeah, and they put a lot of detail. Mm-hmm. It's all the minor stuff that you don't really notice, but we're sitting there noticing it because it's just so much detail thrown on stuff you know it's gonna break. Yeah, little tiny bicycles. Yeah, and phone booths and cars and, s- and street signs and telephone power poles. transformers yeah. on poles. Crazy. Plus just. Absolutely buck nuts. And uh, and being a guy that you know works in a big city and doesn't see poles often, except if they're lights, it's just weird to see wires on poles in a big city. Yeah, but, Japan, it's more frequent, though. Uh, yeah, that's uh, something, if you look at just pictures of streets in Japan, they're big on... Poles up? Lots of poles. Okay. Yeah. All I right. find that to be... Uh, find that to be... Um, very, very uh, common in Asian countries. At least pictures that I've seen, like okay, Hong Kong and everything else. So it could be that it's one of those, like, yeah, you know, eventually we'll get everything to be fiber optics. But no, it's, I'm it's, sure Tokyo is fairly pole free. I would think. Yeah, so. you know, the biggest city. Is whatever city. Also, this city appears to take place since this since the crisis impact. This takes place in a nebulous time like right because there are there are cellular booths. phones but right. there are phone booths there's VHS but there doesn't appear to be DVDs and there doesn't seem to be flat screens there are but they're only big ones right like Riku's got the little one in his house okay and but I mean you're right VHS but they have a PS4 right so the old man had a big flat screen true true so it is just kind so of a there's weird like Time conflagration of, of technology, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's entirely possible. I can't get a look at enough cars to tell you, like, 
Well, I'm not cars are too close to egg exactly. together anymore. They and especially since they're miniatures, you're not going to be able to see any details. Tell me what year any of those cars are outside. Oh, I have no idea. Right, because they all look kind of the same anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, anyway, he summons this belligerently giant monster. Right. Who looks very much like... A um, shark lobster. Yeah. Because he's got a fin on the back of his head. Yeah. He's got a tail yep. going, and then he's got lobster claws yeah. and sort of a lobstery yeah. mouth. Yeah. Shark lobster. <laughs> <laughs> and right away. Breaking up the city. <laughs> <laughs> Shooting off lasers. You know. <laughs> but he looks very much like um, a Godzilla monster called Destroya, which was the you know, last uh, monster in the Heisei Godzilla series. Um, especially when his wings are folded back, which they are they in are. this. Yes. And he also has sort of the same kind of um, kind of octopusy mouth, kind of. Okay. That, like, I, I that, like, um, show, that movie, so I couldn't No, say. but like this one has kind yeah, of like, yeah. a, like a beaky sort beaky of mouth. mouth, yes. Yeah. Very much so. Yeah, Destroya has more of a... Um, like a beaky, but he's got mandibles and okay, but it's similar. It's similar. You know, he's also of, yeah. very chunky and thigh heavy. Yeah, this was was very very chunky. Mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. So, um, you know, the, this he summons this monster who proceeds. Uh, oh, and then um, Karuto kind of merges with it. Right, he goes into the monster. Yeah, after they uh, they uh, they uh, Moa confronts him on this rooftop. Right. Does she fight him? No, 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 that's later. No, no, um, what's-his-face does? Zero um, fights him later. No, the, Oh, what's-his-face? Xena. Xena, yes, that's it. Or Xena, rather. Xena. Whatever. They pronounce it as Xena because... The one that doesn't move his mouth. Yeah. It fights him. Yeah, Xena shows up because he escapes from the other, the other alien shadows. Held. Well, no, he was in a basement. Okay. The alien shadows had him in the basement with the one guy was working out with his giant <laughs> giant barbell with like, I don't know, a thousand pounds on yeah, it. And just doing it one hand. <laughs> this is fine, no yeah. problem. And then he escapes uh, through means we don't see. Well, he just says they turn their back. Yeah. And I keep telling him not to turn yeah, their back. Yeah, that. So. Yeah, and we actually see um, while Moe is bonding with the new guy, uh, Karuto, they, she uh, runs into this sort of fly alien. Yes. And he's like, oh, I want to stay on Earth. You can't send me back. And, and he she, tries taking her hostage, and then uh, right. Karuto clonks him on the head. And he says, you can't turn your back. Right. And he, he he seems originally to be this nice guy. He gets a balloon from a girl dressed as a cow. Which Don't ask. The, no, no. It was the silly. Because yeah. the thing was selling balloons. No, so. just give it away. So it's probably promotion. She's like, would you like a balloon? A promotion kind of thing. Yeah. Okay. So it's a girl dressed as a cow giving away balloons. And little kids. That's what like. my... Dreams are like. <laughs> <laughs> All right, boy. I'm not saying they're good. They're not fever dreams. I'm just saying that's kind of what happens at night. I'm like, oh, I had a dream about a girl in a cow costume giving away balloons. Giving away balloons, <laughs> and then my head turned into a pumpkin, and people ate pie out of it. You know, so God no. So anyway, the the the, the um, Karuto trans uh, like merges with Zegan and uh, just starts. Smacking the crap out of the city yes. after they have this little rooftop fight. And um, so you think, all right. Um, and it turns out that uh, Karuto was once Xena's pupil. 
Right. And he reveals his intent to restore the shadow race to its former glory. Because that's what the shadows have done on other planets. Yeah, this come, is their... They take over, so that way their race can keep it, keep yeah. surviving. This is... And this is their, like, their big guns. This monster is their, like... Their final yeah. weapon. Yeah. And It's uh, the Hail Mary Pass of the shadow race. Exactly. Exactly. And so why... That sport reference, huh? I'm what do you think of that? <laughs> I'm impressed with the sport reference. <laughs> <laughs> I used a football reference, guys. Yeah. Because you watch so much football. Yeah, well, I, I'm not saying I've never played. I just say play it badly. Um, so, the, you know, he, he merges. So, Jeed confronts Zegan and is joined quickly by Zero. And they learn that their opponent has an ability to send whatever this beam obliterates into another dimension. Another dimension. And it's a dimensional transformation beam, they even call it. Yeah, yeah. And it's a silly looking. Ring too that the that uh, oh it's a, yeah it goes across two fingers yeah. over his wrist and around his wrist yeah it almost looks like a slave bracelet pretty much yeah pretty much yeah and that's what Karudo turns out he was infiltrated AIB so that he can he can uh, get this thing which was stored in a pocket dimension right right and he had to figure out what the password was that Zena used to get to hide it in the right ultimate dimension and he went through a couple different things and then finally came up with. What was it? Warrior trainees or something like that? Yeah, it was basically the shadow word for like young warriors. Yeah, something like that. Or trainee warriors or whatever. And that's basically what you call a rookie. Yeah. Um, like, okay, cool. And uh, so they realize like he keeps, the Zegan keeps shooting these beams through the city and it just like starts an explosion and it gets sucked into itself like it right, implodes. And it becomes a nice black and blue swirly thing. Yep. Implodes and takes whatever is in that black and blue swirly to some thing other dimension. to some other dimension. Yeah. So it's, it's a super nice effect. It is a super cool yeah, effect. Yeah, yeah. It really is. Yeah. Um, and then uh, they start fighting uh, G becomes G magnificent um, and Zero becomes shoots Zero the, Ultimate uh, or whatever it is. Zero Supreme? Zero Supreme. Zero Supreme. That's it. I feel like I, again, feel like we're naming Taco Bell it really menu is. items. Uh-huh. Yeah, Ultraman Gordita. <laughs> <laughs> He's crunchy. Um, so he uses his big bust away. Um, right, and then they, the two The them, Russ Meyer beam. Exactly. The two of them shoot the beams at the, each other. The beams meet in the middle, meld... And then make start a doing giant like a helix kind helix of pattern. kind of thing. So it has the big black and blue swirly thing in the middle of the sky, and, and it's gonna suck the whole it city. It's sucking everything straight oh, up. How about that shot where the big bustaway fires goes over a house and just peels the roof tiles that off of it? Great shot! Holy, they crap. did a lot of forced perspective. Yeah, and there's so out three much. Different times. So much. Destruction in this episode. It's great. Also, like the miniature guys. I mean, okay, like I said to Pat, hey, what do you know? 50 years in, these guys really have it down. Uh, yeah, they really, a lot of good force perspective. There's money. There's they, really a lot of stuff going on. Yeah, there's just so many details of like um, when uh, when Zegan lands and he starts walking down the street, he kicks a car. Right. Like, 40 feet in the air. It looks like it's an actual car yeah. actually being kicked. And yeah. Okay, they yeah, did that that's really That's pretty well. great. Yeah. So, you know, um, 
it's it's it just the the miniature scenes of destruction in this guys are top notch. Absolutely, absolutely top notch. Um, and so, you know, this big giant swirly swirly thing opens up over the dimensional portal. Right. We should use dimensional portal instead of swirly thing. That's we should probably yeah, yeah. that's the act of title, but we're going to use swirly thing because we're not smart. And then zero becomes zero beyond. Zero beyond. That's zero his name. It's not zero supreme. And he actually jumps in between the two rays. Right. Push them back to each one individually. Right. Knocking Jeet out. Knocking Jeet out. And then Zegan back hits to itself. a different dimension. Right. But that big explode, that big dimensional. Um, Vortex sucks Moa in. Right. Despite Xena's attempt to save her. And that's when we find out oh, it's, it's a two-part two episode. Yeah. And we're like, what? Oh, they snuck it. Yeah, they kind of uh, just pulled the rope. Snatching victory from the jaws of defeat, or snatching defeat from the jaws, jaws of, of victory, victory is more like it. Exactly. <laughs> and we're both sitting there going, oh, you know what? I'm glad I don't have to wait again until next week. Oh, yeah. We we <laughs> we stalled on the right week, Fall. Yeah, exactly. Let me exactly. tell you something. We would have been flabbergasted, yeah. flummoxed. Yeah. So this episode's segment for the Ultra Capsule Mavi features the capsules of Ultraman Orb, Origin, and Zegan. Uh, so let's do a little bit of a quick Monster Minute on, on Zegan. Um, oh, what do you know? I got a pop-up bed. That's weird. Oh, for Fios. Could you put a word in? <laughs> <laughs> Alright. I've had any number of people ask me that same thing. <laughs> Can you tell them? No, I kind of. Also known as Z Gun, he is a bioweapon kaiju from Ultraman Jeed. Uh, his subtitle is Space Time Destroyer God. Jiko Haikaishin. Oh, like look at you. Yeah, look at that. Uh, here's his roar because it sounds like a rusty gate, which I love. Hang on, I had to. I had to. It low so low before. Yeah. yeah. Sounds like when you try to open any sort of gate that has not oiled in years. Quietly. <laughs> like, let me just get back and. Okay, well. Is that you? Yeah, that's me. It's fine. I'm back here yes. where I shouldn't be. It's all right. Yeah, it's all right. I'm good. Now, is everybody up? All the neighbors? Yeah, there we go, everybody. That's great. Uh, the history of this uh, he's 58 meters tall, he's 47,000 tons. Through years of research, the Shadows managed to construct this bioweapon that was used to invade Earth in order to take it over so they could replace their own planet, which was deserted after the devastation caused during the Galactic War with Ultraman Belial. Right. Ultraman right. Belial. Um, the means to summon him and control it was in the hands of Xena, uh, who put it on Earth, and he intended to destroy it, but knew that Ultraman Belial would be back. So he was like, I need something that might be able to fight him. Right. So I'm going to keep this around just in case. Yeah. But I'll put it in this side I'll dimension. I'll put it in a pocket dimension. And it'll be no fun. one's going to guess the password. No. Because be able to? other than the people that the password was, who Nobody, would? Right. <laughs> True. True. Fair enough. So, uh, like it says, Xena student Karuto uh, made use of the creature, entering it to control it directly. Um, and uh, got got his uh, hinder handed to them, um, kind of, uh, by Ultraman Zero. Right. So, um, let me see what yeah, we like have Like you said, this, this episode had a lot of explosions mm -hmm. and very good forced perspective on mm -hmm. the matches. I really did like yeah. that one. Okay, so, suit actor. This is trivia. Uh, Hiroyuki Arai, Zegan's, Zegan's design is similar to Lagarus. 
as shown by the similarities of their heads. Okay. It is unknown at this time whether it is a modified suit of Lagaris or it is newly created. I'm going to click on Lagaris too, just to like Find open that up while I'm doing something else. Oh, okay. Um, let's see what it looks like. Uh, the Zegant Beam, a blue laser fired from Zegant's chest. It makes an object explode before creating a small interdimensional portal right. that sucks in the explosion and the objects and anything else in the vacuum. Um, interdimensional gate when summoned, Zegan appears as though swimming through a massive mist. Yes. Oh, it was so great. It was amazingly well done. And he swims through the mist as if it was a much deeper right. mist. Right, because than it, did, it, yeah. it did look like a shark coming through the mist, Yeah. and we were trying to figure out how deep it was, but yeah. now that you pointed out, the thing stood up like, and we realized, okay, that's got to be wrong, Yeah. But okay, fine. And they don't mention it, but he's got the his the headlights up, too, like when he's about to... Yeah. He, he spazzes out when he's going to... When he's about to shoot the Zegan beam, yeah. he he uh, like when a kid throws a tantrum. That's what he looks and like. And his arms Absolutely. are like, mm. like don't don't where to direct my rage. <laughs> and then he directs his rage through his right, beam, yeah, through and his go. chest and, and destroys <laughs> stuff. Um, then he's got claws, which are cr- sort of crab claws, and, and he's got claw lightning. lightning. That's, that's right, right. it's claw lightning. Okay, but it was so, yeah. a lot of stuff. Great monster, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, Lagaris has pulled up. So let's see what Lagaris looks like. Yeah, I'd say he looks a lot like Lagaris. Yeah, okay. That could be a modified okay, Lagaris modified suit, right? Lagaris, absolutely. Why not? It's yeah, entirely possible. Yeah, I'm sorry, you're going to have to actually look that up because we yeah. can't explain it. Lagaris is spelled L-A-G-O-R-A-S. He is from Ultraman Max. Which I've never obviously seen. No, we'll get to it eventually. eventually. Uh, and Ultraman Ginga. Oh, and he will also be... Uh, in Ultraman X, apparently. Okay. So, we will we, see him. Wait, we're on G. We're not watching X now. we got to go back to X eventually. We're not done with it. Okay. Remember? We only got halfway through, and they were like, Oh, no show, no show! No show! Oh, my gosh! Yeah, we dropped X completely. Yeah. Yeah, we had to do it. It had to be done. I understand. Um, <coughs> so, uh, let's see here. We can close that up. And uh, so, great start to a uh, two-part episode. Yeah, and like you said, they did just pull the rug out at the last second. Oh, man. By pulling Moa into the interdimensional beam. Yeah. And then we're like, oh, my God. Oh, it's a two-parter. What are we going to do? You know, like, (laughs) what are we going to do? Exactly. We were very happy that we were doing two today. Yeah. Oh, gosh, yeah. Oh, gosh, yeah. I would have been very upset, and I would have... The ire would have been palpable. Yeah, I think think I still would have enjoyed the episode. Oh, yeah. But it would have been a little bit more, I don't know, argumentative that they can't do this every time. And yes, obviously obviously they can. And they're going to because it works. (laughs) It does work. Yeah. By the way, Fergus just came into the room with a rawhide bone. Okay. And is now toying with it like it's a prey item of some sort. Yeah, exactly. All right. So, let's see. We're going to take a quick break, and we're going to come back with part two of this two-parter, Children of War. Oh, okay. And we're back with more Science Patrol. For part two of a two-part Ultraman Jeed 
episode Child of War. Not Children of War, Rich. Can't you read? No. No, can't. <laughs> well, it helps if you actually have it in front of you when you want to look at it. Um, Re- uh, uh, Leia, Leia, rather, has found Riku um, lying amongst some uh, conveniently placed rubble. Right, because he got shot back with yeah. the Ultraman beam. So he can only stay Ultraman for a little while. Three minutes. Uh, right. Three minutes. So that's how, and I had to ask right away, wait a minute, how did he fall back? And Rich says, don't you remember the beam? Right. Now I do, back. yes. Now I do. From 40 seconds ago, don't you remember? <laughs> <laughs> no, you had to. I admit, you had to. I'll, I'll freely admit. So she, she informs him that Zegan's gone. Um, and uh, he, Laya, and Zero are found by Xena, who uh, figures out that Riku is cheat at that point and right. reveals Moa to be missing. Yes. Uh, so Rico and Laya scan Moa's whereabouts from Nebula House, and Zena explains his past and the Gabra Gabra Kano child soldiers. It's Gabra Kano Shadow. Okay. That's the words he kept saying. Right, Gabra Kano. <laughs> and then they point out that there's a spot, and we got to figure. Okay, it's a couple miles away. Yeah. That's just this random grassy area. Yeah, which they thought was they were going to send it to another dimension, but he was actually just dumping it in a dumping random spot. Dumping everything in yeah. a random spot, right. And it's just far enough that you weren't going to be able to see it easily. Yeah. But he's also put a shield of some sort over the spot. So that way you can't find them right, right away. So Zena admits that he considered destroying Zegan's remote control uh, before deciding to keep it as a countermeasure should Belial return. So, Moa tends to Karuda's injuries uh, to his astonishment as he confesses to using her. And um, the they they wake up like in this grassy knoll for the right. uh And Rich pointed out they just had random stuff thrown all yeah, over. Yeah, a couple the place. of street signs, a broken street, uh, like traffic light, broken an doors. ATM, yeah. uh, payphone. Kind of randomly placed. And it was, well, you know, you're like, oh, yeah, sure, that makes sense. Yeah, if and random stuff is going to get thrown into this dimensional portal, it'll just land wherever. Randomly. Yeah. And that couldn't have cost very much. Nope, not at all. And, and it, it was effective. Dynamite. Yeah, it was it fantastic. It was, was very effective. Um, so they start talking about um, Zena, and you know, uh, Moa reveals that Zena recruited her right out of high school, or right while she was at the end of high school. At the end of high school, because right, he right. sees her uh, tending to this uh, really cool-looking red-faced red sort of vampire. Yeah, there. yeah. I mean, it had a little. Mask that, and yeah. then a little hood that went right around the mask, so it didn't yeah. have to be a big mask. Right, I think it was like a hoodie, like he was yeah. in disguise, Absolutely. like a lot of these guys. And it was just enough where you could just see the mask, so and its mouth was moving. That was nice, like mouth right. was moving. Extra, that's always a plus. And she's just taking care of the thing because he got hurt. Yeah, and she's like, "This is what I do. He's hurt. What am yeah. I gonna do?" Yeah, and she's like. uh Ask him like, uh, "Can I work for you? Because I want to. I want to help humans and aliens live together. Yeah, live together. She's trying to be better. peaceful and all that kind of stuff." Oh, when we get a flashback to her and Riku sitting on this gym equipment, right? Right, and that's where he, she went with the sitting around will get us nowhere. Right, and so we see young Riku and young Moa. Yes. And young Riku is wearing the same damn orange shirt. It's the greatest. <laughs> it's the greatest thing. Like, I have to keep buying this shirt in a larger size. <laughs> We see another shot of Riku where he's actually different wearing shirt. a white shirt. And he's he wearing a different out. shirt. It was the greatest moment of the series. <laughs> I practically stood up and cheered. <laughs> it was amazing. I was like, oh, new shirt. Oh, new shirt. He Holy went to the crap. store. <laughs> he 
did laundry. God bless exactly. him. So. <laughs> oh, it was great. I was so happy with the new shirt. It's not even funny. And then they showed him in another flashback where he's a little bit older and they're they're discussing what they want to do what they want to do with their yeah. life and he's like I just want to make people happy yeah. and make lives better and I don't know how to do that which is why he was like a delivery boy or something at the yeah. beginning I don't exactly. know that's all he was just how that makes people's lives better I don't know he brings some pizza or whatever I that's you know it's, I as long as you don't have to drag somebody out of the house, it's not so bad. <laughs> you know, like, if I could just, oh, okay, I'll do that. Um, and Gabrakano, by the way, is the, the name of the child soldiers that right. that Zena had been. And the, um, Le- not Leha, Moa and the Gabrakana say how Zena is a pain in the ass. Is a pain it's in the ass. Good. You have to learn how to do this, rookie. You have to learn how to do that, Gabrakana. And yeah. they coat. They fight back and forth as to who has been treated worse yeah. in training. Right. And you're sitting there going, okay, maybe you're well, both it's a redem- badly. It's a redemption arc. You're you like, great. Yeah. This is going to be great. So, um, and then Moa's like, look, um, I want to keep the peace uh, now that the Belial disrupted with the crisis impact. Right. Right. So, uh, the two are then found by everybody. As All at once. Well, yeah. Um... Zena's like, listen, you got to stop doing this. And um, Mo is like, yeah, you, you know, you, you, we can get through this. We can, and, we can all get along. Yeah, and he's like, I can't, I can't, I have to, yeah. I have to do what I have to do for the planet. I am and, a shadow. I have to take over. I have to have my people right. move into this planet, which means I have to get you off. Of yeah. So he summons uh, Zegan once again, um, and Zero and. G proceed to fight Zegan, trying to reason with Karuto, only he's overpowering them. Right. So they assume their strongest forms again and create a giant barrier. Right. Zegan shoots at G first. Right. He creates a shield barrier. That's like kind of a like a convex. Right. And then Zero sees it and says, Well, oh, I see what you're trying to do. Yeah. Idea. Creates the same effect right. and starts walking it toward Jeed right. behind Zegan, and it creates a sphere. Yeah, like a force field kind of thing. Which is a very, very cool effect. Unfortunately, like the beam still keeps coming out and taking stuff. Right, but not anything major of right. any sort. On a couple buildings. On a building or two here or there. Come on. Yeah. Some guy comes home and he's like, my stuff. <laughs> Well, to be honest with you, sir, it's scattered about a park about six yeah, miles. Six miles that way, you can yeah. go find it. You'll it's find it there somewhere. M- most of it, I'm <laughs> sure, is there. Um, so, Karuto uh, like just keeps fighting, fighting, and fighting he, fighting. he dies when right. the monster overloads. Well, like I said, when they finally do get to two shields to create the sphere, right. then he's got nothing else to do, and he just dissolves into the dimensional beam, right, and. Dissipates. Just dissipates, and then yes. the the control ring falls, falls from the sky. From the sky. Zenit grabs it, and he's like, "Well, I guess that's a dime." Then uh, I was gonna break this, but now it's broken. Now it's busted, so I'm good. Yeah. Um, now we have uh, at the end, um, Zero checks in on Zena, walking up, walking up. Uh, they pass each other on the set right, of stairs. On the stairs, and. Uh, Zena admits he's like AIV's been a lot different since Moa came to work. Yeah, here. it's much better. And, and we Zero need says her. you have to tell her that. He says, yeah, why don't you tell her that? Yeah. That's important. And I'm thinking that possibly 
possibly we're seeing a little Zena Zena kinda developing a more relationship with yeah, Moa. With Moa. Okay. I mean, I don't know if it's gonna be romantic, probably but not. it'll be more friendly. Yes. Yes, you can see the guy might not have just the same stoic face constantly. He could move his mouth by the end of this, Patrick. It's entirely possible. He might (laughs) If that's in the last episode, I will be so happy. Exactly. Like, he did it, he said something. (laughs) He's really blending in. Oh, God. But um, then we see um, Moa walking through the same park that they were in when they were in high school. Right. Right. Um, And... There's uh, Riku sitting on a bench, and she starts talking to him. And how's she's on crutches? Right, because she hurt her like, foot. How's your foot? And mm-hmm. she's like, "All right, and how are you?" And he's like, "I'm okay." And she's like, "I really need to keep doing what I'm doing. I don't know how to make this work, but I have to keep doing it." Yeah. And she even goes with the just sitting around yeah. isn't going to do me any good. Yeah. It's a super melodramatic episode. Yes. Let's be honest. Yes. Oh, we forgot to you know we forgot to mention the last episode the picnic. Because Moa takes them all out to lunch right. in the park. And it is all kinds of starchy donuts like, and big, sodas. And let's all make it a big dinner or a yeah, big, lunch. big lunch. And Pat's like, well, it doesn't look like much. They cut, to, cut to a shot of the thing. There's like three tables. There's a tent. Yeah. There's piles Same. of stuff. Same. Uh, Pega's eating something like pops out of the ground and eats stuff. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty that great. That was fun. That was fun. I forgot about that. Yeah. But I mean, like you said, the but heavy on the melodrama at the end. Um, this episode is very heavy on the melodrama. Yeah, and it's trying to give you more of the personal attention right. that these people are going to be getting. Right. I mean, we still I mean, get a good episode. episode. Yeah, both we, episodes have a decent amount of melodrama because in the last one, when Moa is discussing with Karuto, uh, Karuto. Um, how, what it's like to live on Earth, blah blah blah. And they have that nice moment at the waterfront. Okay. Okay. That, I mean, that was so much melodrama as it was just nice. It was, but nice. but this one's more this melodramatic. Way, yeah, because yeah, she's more touching, emotional, and exactly. Riku's looking at him on. He doesn't know what to do. He's getting choked up and blah blah blah. Exactly. You know. more feeling, more more heart rending. Oh, yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. And I understand part of it is just that which is Japanese drama, right. and it, it gets a little over the top for your Western viewer. And I would admit I'm a Western viewer. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm not Japanese. Oh, that's right. And I had my first Japanese breakthrough today where... Um, they were saying something, and Rich was like, I actually understood all of that. I didn't have to read it. <laughs> yeah, Pega said something like, hello, I apologize, my name's Pega. And I'm like, wow, I did not need the subtitles for that. That's pretty great. I'm like, I under... I, you got it right I away. understood it before I read it. Right. And I was like, "Say, I'm watching too much Japanese show, <laughs> or am I not watching enough, Patrick? Am I not watching yes, enough? You can go that way. That's possible. <laughs> so, yeah, that was a nice, that was a good two-parter. Yes, uh, and solid. Just enough destruction in the second one. Oh yeah, they blew a lot blew of crap a lot up. Of crap up. And like I said, it, it's more melodrama in the second one." But you can understand it because they're trying to give you more of the personal dynamics that right. are going to go forward in the show. Yeah, because he, uh, you know, when the monster shows up, he kind of jumps. Right. And then they smash cut to him jumping into the city. Pat's like, how the hell did he get there that fast? But I'm like, yeah. well, what are you going to do? Spend 10 minutes on the monster like, flying <laughs> <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> Got to get over. Got to break some buildings. <laughs> 
getting a cramp, get a cramp, get a cramp. <laughs> just, oh my side, I'm getting a stitch. Exactly. I'm getting a stitch. Hold on, you guys. Wait up. And he's wait got up. wings, wait so Rich said, you know, we probably just flew and it's too expensive to show the flying, so we just right. have to know he just got there. Yeah. I'm like, all right. All right, I'll, I'll buy that one. I'll let that fly. That's fair. I guess. That's fair. That's fair. So, uh, the Ultra Capsule Navi for this episode was Ultraman Victory and Kaiser Belial, which is when he was the Galactic, Galactic Emperor from... Right, the, which is the German the, word for Emperor's Kaiser. Right, which was from the second Ultraman Zero movie, Revenge of Belial. Ah. Ooh. Yes. Which we're going to get to sooner rather than later, because okay. they're quite good. Hold on, I have to pick up a dog here. Can and then we saw the episode for next week... And it looks to me oh. like it's going to be Belial in the Belial's episode. coming back, guys. Yeah, it really I mean, Spoiler, look. I'm sorry, but no, it's if right you there. No, show, at the end, it shows Belial. Right. So he's going to be in next week's episode. Is it scary, Fergus? It is. I'm scared. Yes. Yes, it's very <laughs> concerning. You look very concerned. Yeah. Um, I think he's got to go walk. He's going to have to pee. He may have to pee. It's getting to the... Oh, it's almost noon. Yeah, he's yeah. got to pee. But yeah, so, um, by the way... Great episode title next week, guys. First day of the end of the world. Yes. Come yes. on. So that's showing you that Belial is coming back because that Come would be on. the end of the world. And that's episode fifth, 16. I know. That it's means. Amazing. There's another still 10 episodes. Almost to like go. nine or 10 episodes yeah. left. That's a lot of episodes for Belial to come back. Well, I mean, I now that he was coming back. At the very, very end? Yeah, maybe three episodes in, get a nice three-parter at the end. Okay. And, you know, like something but see, now really they can bring Belial, If they bring Belial now, right. they can bring him back anytime they want. They just have to get him into the show, and then they can bring him back anytime they want. Or maybe the reason they bring him back now is he's underpowered, and he eventually will become Kaiser Belial. Maybe. Maybe. Could be. We'll why see else, how it works. Why else have a capsule? True. Yeah. True. Why else Fair have a capsule? Enough. Or maybe, ooh. Uh oh, he's got another thought. I get, hold on, I need my conspiracy bell. There we go. Um, this is a prediction bell. Is it possible that maybe Riku gets the Kaiser Belial capsule and fights his father as a more powerful version of Jeed? Like a Kaiser Jeed. Kaiser Jeed, that would be like interesting, that, right? That is an interesting concept, my friend. It could I will be. give you that one. That's a possibility. We've got, you know, all sorts of possibilities. Yeah. Um, don't think I have any news right now, guys. Um, should have checked that before Pat came over, but eh, that's what next week is for. You know, <laughs> yeah, what are you going to do? So we're going we're gonna to head out, and uh, don't forget, guys, spread the word. Tell your friends. Uh, subscribe. Like. Uh, rate, review, it's five important. Stars. Five, yeah, five stars. We're Why nice not? guys. What? Listen, it's our favorite. <laughs> Come on. I mean, what, what more can what more can we do for you? Contest information is coming soon. We do have some great prizes lined up. I'm waiting on a couple more uh, people to get back to me, um, and then uh, we're going to reveal that it's going to run from first uh, of November. To the 1st of December. Okay. Then we're going to do an episode where we do our, uh, the, uh, the, uh, Science Patrol Festival of Merriment. Oh, good God. Yes. Christmas special. Oh, good God, no. Um, I'm afraid already. Oh, no. I don't think we're going to watch anything. I think we're just going to do, like, a little retrospective. Okay. We're going to give some stuff away. And then move on from there. And then, then we're going to, like, get some, or maybe it'll be an episode where we have to watch a little Jeed first, but, you know. Okay. Because it's going to take us to the end of the year. It's going to take us right through. Right through. Absolutely. Yeah. But we also have to try to, like you said, 
and this is behind the scenes. God knows when we're going to get to these. We we tr attempted to record uh, the first episode of Ultraman the Ultimate Hero. Right. And uh, I wasn't recording for some the reason. The crapped out and we couldn't yeah. figure out why. But we have to get some backup Something. episodes. Something. Because we know for Christmas... There's going to be at least two together. weeks we can't do it. Yeah. It's going to be the Christmas week and New Year. And New Year's Eve. Because kids are home and we yeah. can't do this with kids. No. It's just basically... They're like, insane. They won't leave us alone. I, yeah. So. Exactly. Yeah. So that's it, guys. Sally Fort Science Patrol. We'll see you later. Take care, everybody. Music for this podcast is provided by Terminal Sunburn. TerminalSunburn.bandcamp.com. Contact the Science Patrol on Twitter at Ultraman Podcast. Our email address is UltramanPodcast at gmail.com. We're also on Facebook. Search Science Patrol or Ultraman Podcast and we'll add you. The Science Patrol is available on iTunes at UltramanPodcast.com and wherever you get your podcasts. Please make sure you subscribe and tell your friends. I'm Barbara Rossi. The Science Patrol is a Faces for Radio production. 